days from the rising of the sun. Did the sun get up this morning? Woo! Yes. The snow even fell so beautifully out there, ever so slight. Not enough that you had to get out your shovel. Just enough that you could see a little bit. Woo! Enough to satisfy me and not so much that it didn't satisfy you. Right? God is so good to us. Woo! What a great God we serve. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah! It's the most wonderful time of the year. My soul does magnify the Lord and my spirit does rejoice in God my Savior. If I don't get any Christmas gifts under the tree, I've got the best gift ever. I've got the Holy Ghost. Woo! It's the gift that keeps on giving. Woo! Oh, Brother DeMuth, I need to have my clicker. Okay, so I'll try to calm down a little bit. Y'all get me rambunctious when you don't worship God. Okay, you get there and I'll get there. Oh, the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, now you took it away completely. There we go. We have talked about the gift of time, the gift of kindness. Did y'all give away some time? Did y'all give away some kindness? I hope so. I hope so. Today we're going to talk about giving away several gifts. I'm going to try to move along fast. Sometimes I have trouble with that. Um, We're going to talk about being more and more and more like our Jesus, our Savior. For God so loved that he... You can't love and not give. It's not what we get that gives us happiness. It's what we give. It was Ben Carson that says happiness that does not result from what we get, but from what we give. I've quoted that every lesson. I think that that's a profound statement. We don't get happiness from what we get. It's what we give that gives brings us happiness. And Winston Churchill says that we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. Two very wise men. Wow. So today we're going to talk about giving the gift of laughter. Ho, 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 who wouldn't go into the church house? Oh, sorry, that's a different. When you think about Christmas, it's a merry time. But it's become such a bah humbug time. And it starts right here in the church. And it shouldn't be. Laughter is defined as the sound of laughing. Don't you love it when you look up a definition and it defines the word? I think that there should, ought to be a law against that. But the archaic meaning is merriment. Merriment. 
So laughter is merriment. Some synonyms for laughter is belly laugh, cackle, a chortle, chuckle, giggle, hee-haw, horse laugh, snicker, titter, or this one I found laugh interesting. A synonym for laughter is Twitter. How many of you have a Twitter account? I don't. But if you do, you should be using your Twitter account to make, bring laughter to people instead of all these serious political statements. So nobody in here evidently has a Twitter account, so I'll speak to those on Facebook and on the live stream. If you have a Twitter account for the next however many days or all through 2019, use your Twitter account to bring laughter to people. Lighten people's spirit. Proverbs 17.22 says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Quit going to see the doctor for your heart condition. Lighten up and laugh a little bit. Bring your arrhythmic heartbeat back into rhythm by some laughter. Lighten the heavy load by just some good old laughter. Brother Wayne sat downstairs about a month ago, maybe it's been two months ago, I don't know, and told some corny joke. It was just the corniest joke. And we all sat and laughed. It was so refreshing. He didn't talk about the latest doctor visit. He didn't talk about the biggest crisis in the world. He told the silliest, corniest joke. And we all laughed. And it was so wonderful. It was great. Make somebody laugh. Wouldn't it be wonderful if every day we gave somebody the gift of merriment? Lightened the load. Brought a smile to somebody's face. Old-fashioned laughter. Sat down at the dinner table and told a knock-knock joke. Knock, knock, who's there? Apple, apple who? Knock, knock, who's there? Apple, apple who? Knock, knock, who's there? Apple, apple who? Knock, knock, who's there? Orange, orange who? Orange, glad I didn't say apple. I mean, It seems that people laugh less and less and less these days. Every time you get together, it's about the most recent crisis. It's about the most recent medication. It's about the most recent political view. It's about the most recent... We're always going to have trouble. Tell a joke. I used to always hear Oli and Lena jokes. I haven't heard a good Oli and Lena joke and I don't know when. See? Brother DeMuth, you've lived in Wisconsin for how long? No, 
It's too long that you haven't heard any good Ole and Lena jokes. We used to laugh at ourselves, us Norwegians, and we don't tell Ole and Lena jokes anymore. He has to hear about that they lived on Eucalyptus Street, and poor Ole couldn't spell Eucalyptus, so he just drug Lena over to Fourth and Elm, because he could spell Fourth and Elm. You know, we used to laugh at ourselves. And everybody laughed with us. And everybody felt better. And they died happy. Now we still die, but we're not happy. Right? I mean, I just talked to my cousin yesterday, and they, where were they coming from? A funeral. Thankfully, the, die, the man died in the Lord. And hopefully he died happy. Tell a joke. Act silly. Do something. Laugh at yourself. Quit taking yourself so serious. When you do something that's not so intelligent, laugh about it. You're going to do some not so smart things. Quit taking yourself so seriously. So what? You forgot your phone. Big deal. Laugh about it and move on. Oh, I'm sorry. We all do silly things. Laugh about it. Tell a joke. Bring merriment to the situation. Give the gift of laughter. Smile a while and give your face a rest. I change it. I change lots of songs. I change lots of sayings. I say, smile a while and give my eyes a rest. Give the gift of remembrance. Remembrance. An act of recalling to mind a memory of a person, thing, or event. What a precious gift is the gift of remembrance. Remember, a, Remembering a Christmas past. Remembering a special person, remembering a special time, remembering a special gift, remembering. It takes time to give this gift. There we go, that gift of time again. To sit with a person to give this gift, to share with them. Because it takes trust for a person to give this gift. They have to know that we care. Another way to give the gift of remembrance is to tell the person. So it's a two-way thing. There's going to be people that want to be able to have someone to share the memory with. We went on, we go often, to visit a friend of my mom's who lives in an assisted living. And she'll walk down memory lane with us. Some of the people that she walks down memory lane with, I don't know them. Never met them. I know them now from her memories. But it's a precious time. We sit there for an hour with her and she talks about these things. and It's a precious time. Sometimes she'll say, oh, you don't care. Yes, I do care because I care about her. We used to go and visit with my girlfriends 
who stood up in our wedding with her mom. And we would go and visit her in the nursing home. She was bedridden for, what, two years, three years before she died, maybe four. And we would go almost weekly and visit with her. And she would walk down memory lane and sometimes towards the end remember the same things over and over and over. And I could almost tell the story before she told the story. But that was okay. And we would visit with her and she would walk down memory lane. And she would remember the same squirrel over and over and over because she loved her squirrel and she loved her birds. But we would walk down memory lane with her. But it takes time. It takes time. But it's time well spent. And then there's the people that another way that you can gift them with that is You don't know what a person remembers and what a person doesn't remember. But sometimes they can't tell you what they remember and what they don't remember. So sometimes you have a special memory, but you can share it with them. But again, it takes you giving of yourself. You tell them what you remember about them. You tell them what's special. I remember when. I remember when we, I remember, take them a picture and share with them. My mom did a very special thing the last, I don't know, I think three or four years of her life. Every birthday card that she sent, she would take a picture out and send it to the person, of that person, and gift it back to them. And say, I remember you as a little child. And share that memory with them. What a special memory. What a way of remembering a special time. Giving of herself back to that person. Sharing a memory. Give the gift of remembrance to a person. There's different ways to do that. A special time. I remember I I share with total strangers in a line. I remember how my grandma used to. And then I share a memory of my grandma with them. And they say, oh, I never heard of that before. I'm going to start to do that with my grandchildren. My grandma always would give us a nightgown and new underclothes for Christmas. And it was always so special. We always knew that we would always get a new flannel nightgown for Christmas. And that is, how special. Who would ever think to give a flannel nightgown to somebody every Christmas? And I said, yeah, we always knew it. Everybody needs a new nightgown for Christmas. And it was a special memory for me. So now I share that memory with others. And they're simple thing. But it's a memory that I cherish and I share it with others. Total strangers. So it's a different way of sharing a memory, but yet I'm sharing. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then there's those people that supposedly they can't remember things, and and I'm not 100% sure of how all that works. And I hope that I don't get too personal here, but there's, we've gone to visit people that they say can't remember things and, 
And I don't know if they can or they can't. I don't know what a person remembers or what they don't remember. But um, I choose to believe that somewhere in the recesses of our mind, they say that our mind never totally forgets everything, that it's all trapped in that gray matter up there and it's like a big computer and somehow it can, it's in there. I, I, I don't know how all that works. I'm not that smart, but um, I choose than to sit with a person and at times say something that will trigger something in their mind. Perhaps, I don't know, maybe it doesn't, but share that memory. Take the time to say something, to share a picture, to share a a sensory touch, to share something, a picture of a Christmas past perhaps or a a a favorite loved one or something, depending upon your connection with that person that I remember when we went to, I remember when, and you never know, you never know the gift that you are giving to a person. I've read books where all of a sudden someone came back just for an instant and a a memory flickered across You could see it in their eyes. Share the gift of remembrance with a person. It's a gift that you can give. Remember that it's not in what you get. It's in what you give. That brings the happiness. And in order to give this gift, it takes time and it takes a listening ear. James 1.19 says, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak. Yes, in giving the gift, sometimes it takes us speaking, but it also takes us being willing to sit and listen. When we go to visit with my mom's friend, and when we would go in to visit Violet, we would spend probably three-quarters of the time just listening, just listening. Just listening. It's not always easy. We all have full schedules. Um, We all have lots that we like to say. But they're words that we can glean from here. Be quick to hear and slow to speak. When someone wants to share, it takes time and a person with listening ear for them to be able to share and for them to be able to give and relive their memories. That's the greatest gift that we can give them, our time and our listening ears. Just They just want somebody to listen. If you don't spend time, especially for those that don't have, it's amazing to me the number of people that are alone during the Christmas holidays, that have no one that goes and sits and listens to them and spends time with them. And I know that we're winding down. Christmas Eve is tomorrow. Christmas Day is Tuesday. But the good news is, is that Christmas 2019, we have a whole year starting January that you could start to give this gift. And you could find someone in one of the assisted livings or one of the nursing homes. And you could go once a week and visit and spend time with. It's a great gift to give. 
And it's amazing to me the number of people that sit week after week after week with no one to listen to their memories. It's a great gift to give. It's said that walking is healthy and good for our heart. So I suggest that in 2019, I'm going to project for that next Christmas, because like I said, we just have one day until this Christmas, that we um, look forward to a healthy heart and that we take a walk down memory lane and have a healthy heart by taking the walk down memory lane with someone throughout the coming year. Let's um, give the gift of thanks and gratitude. We've already talked about this some. Thanks is an expression of gratitude or thankfulness. And gratitude is the state of being grateful or thankfulness. We've already touched on this in a previous lesson, but I really think that it bears repeating. Remember that not everyone is taught to be thankful. Not everybody is raised to say please and thank you. Those special words that open the world to them. So we can teach them to be thankful and to say thank you and to be grateful by our example. This is a gift that we can give so freely. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God, in Christ Jesus, concerning you. So concerning me. I can't worry about the rest of the world. I can't worry about the rest of the people, and whether they say thank you, whether they show a grateful spirit or not, I have to worry about Pam Parker. I can't worry about everyone else. There is not a situation in any day that I cannot and should not show gratitude and thankfulness for. I have to show thankfulness. Again, it starts close at home to those in my home first. When my husband pours my cup of coffee and brings it to me, I need to say thank you, sweetheart. When He makes the coffee at night. I need to say, thank you, sweetheart. When the person checking me out in the store checks me out in the store, I need to say thank you. When they give me my change, I need to say thank you. When the person greets me at Walmart, I need to say good morning, thank you. When they, everybody, everybody, thank you needs to be my watchword. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The wait staff at the restaurant, the bank teller, my neighbor, uh, the mailman, the doctor, the lawyer, the, uh, the candlestick maker. I mean, you name them. The policeman that stopped me for speeding and writes me a ticket. Thank you so much for stopping me and giving me this ticket so that I'll slow down and be safe next time. What do you mean? Everybody else was going faster than me. How dare you stop me? No, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate you doing your job and keeping me safe. Without you, I would not be safe. I need to have an attitude of gratitude. Sadly, like laughter and thankfulness and gratitude are greatly lacking in our society today. And so I need to be the one that gives this gift freely and then watch it have a great effect and impact on the recipients that receive it. Thankfulness is lacking. People would sooner run us over than to say thank you. And sadly, it's lacking even among 
us, us being born again Christians. So, you want to know God's will in your life? Memorize 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning me. Let's give the gift of forgiveness this Christmas. Forgiveness is the act of forgiving. Now, that doesn't mean that the act like pretend acting. It means that it's a verb and it requires action. Mark 11.25 says, if we have ought against any, anybody, doesn't matter who it is, doesn't matter what they did, doesn't matter what's going on, doesn't mean if they deserve it or don't deserve it, doesn't mean if they were at fault or not at fault, doesn't mean any, anybody. If there's anyone, someone, anybody, then you need to give this gift this Christmas season. It says if your brother has ought against you, go to them. If you think that they have ought against you, go to them. If you even have an inkling, maybe possibly. And giving forgiveness isn't saying, well, I think that maybe, or if perhaps what I did might have It means saying, I forgive you for. And then you shut the door on it and you let it go. Now, it doesn't mean that you are saying, it was okay when you smacked me in the face and you put me in the hospital for 197 days and you were totally 100%. It just means I forgive you. I'm letting it go. I'm wiping the slate. It's kind of like when Jesus forgives us for our sins. He's not saying what you did was right. He just says, I forgive you. You were 100% wrong. Your sin was sin. What you did was wrong. But I love you and I forgive you. Does that make sense? If you came up to me right now and slapped me in the face, You are wrong for slapping me in the face. But I forgive you. It doesn't make the fact that she slapped me in the face right. But if I don't forgive her, then I'm wrong. Two wrongs never make a right. Does that make sense? And when you give this gift, you're actually giving yourself back a gift. Because when you don't forgive, you're miserable. First of all, God doesn't forgive you when you don't forgive. And second of all, you're carrying around this weight and this burden and you're miserable And you're the one probably chewing on the bone, and they're off having a jolly merry time. But you're giving yourself back a great gift.
so you get to enjoy. It's sort of like when I give my family a new board game, and they get all excited about it. Oh, look, I got this. And I'm thinking, yes. Number one, I get to play the game, probably beat them at it. And, oh, sorry. and number two, I get family time. It's like a win-win-win. They're happy. And I get time with them. Yes. Right? Well, that's how forgiveness is. It clears the slate. I feel better. And I'm right with God. Woo! Win all the way around. Yeah, but they just keep on doing it. I forgave her once when she smacked me, but then she came back and she did it again. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, Jesus says she gets to do it 490 times today and 490 times tomorrow and 490 times the next day. I'm just praying her arm gets really tired, God. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's a lot of forgiving, a lot of gifting. But that's what the Word says. The Word says that 70 times 7. Just keep on forgiving. This is a gift that just keeps on giving, kind of like the Energizer Bunny. You just keep on doing it. Should have brought my bouncing snowman. It has been said the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. You have to be strong. The strong one is the one that can forgive. It is a weak person that cannot forgive. So be strong this Christmas and give the gift of forgiveness. And if anybody popped into your mind since that gift of forgiveness came up, that's the one that you need to forgive. There are some people that you can call and forgive. There are some people that you can go to and forgive. And then there are some people that you can only take to the Lord and forgive. Use wisdom and know the difference. Please use wisdom and know the difference. If you don't know what I'm talking about, talk to your pastor. Give the gift of acceptance this this Christmas. Acceptance, the quality or state of being accepted or acceptable. This is one of our basic human needs in life. To be loved and to be accepted. No, I don't care if they like me. I don't care if they accept me. I just want to be me. I'm just good. I don't care if they like me. That's a lie from the pits of hell. That is a lie. That's right up there with those sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Everybody wants to be accepted. Why do you think we have gangs in the world? Because people want to fit somewhere. They will go to the extremes of killing. They will go to the extremes of shooting up drugs. They'll go to the extremes of 
whatever, to fit in somewhere. Everyone wants to be accepted somewhere. So give the gift of acceptance. What a tremendous gift. Just because we accept a person. Now, this is a big misnomer in the Christian realm. Oh, I can't accept them because that means that I'm endorsing their sin. I can't accept a person because then I am saying that they... No. Just because I accept a person as they are does not mean that I am accepting nor approving of their lifestyle. It does not mean that I am endorsing what they are doing, nor that I support their their choices. It simply means that I accept the fact that, like me, like me, they have a free will, and they can choose whatever they want to choose. It doesn't mean that I approve of their choices. Does that make sense? Thankfully, Jesus accepted me as I was. I didn't have it all right. I still don't, actually. But he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. The sun and the moon and the stars up above. He's still working on me. You know that little kid song? Um, Oh, it was a cute one. But... He accepted me as I was. Filled me with his spirit. Washed my sins away. When I went down in baptism in Jesus' name. Just because I accept a person does not mean that I agree with their lifestyle. But I can never have an impact on a person's life if I'm going like this. Remember, for God so loved the world that he gave that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17 goes on and said, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. His purpose was to come to seek and save that which was lost. Give the gift of acceptance. Now, that doesn't mean, oh, come as you are. I'm okay and you're okay. We're all okay together. Just let it all grow together and God will sort it all out in the end. No, he's going to sort it out here and now. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And God is going to tell you from this, the word, what is right and what is wrong. And if you don't get it right, he will say, depart from me in the end. I don't know you. 
There, I mean, there is an absolute. In the end, he's not going to be, oh, it's okay. We're all okay together. Come on in. It, it, it's fine. No. Right now, there's unmerited grace and mercy is flowing, but then there's going to be a judgment. So we need to get it right. I'm not saying that we're just this free-flowing, accepting love. and No. But in order for there to be a chance, we need to give the gift of acceptance. And come on in. Come hear the word. So give the gift of acceptance. Now there's another part to this gift of acceptance. Y'all may not like this part quite so much. Because it applies to us. Whoops. Now I know you're not going to, because the enemy doesn't want me to tell you about it. Got stuck on my glasses. Ah, This is the gift that I give to him. Y'all ready? Ready? When I came to the Lord, I already told you, he accepted me like I was. He took me in my weakness. He took me with all of my grumbling and complaining and my pain and my handicaps and my shortcomings and my downfalls and my weaknesses. I already said those and all my gunk, right? And like I said, he's still working on me and like it or lump it. He kind of sort of wants me to stop grumbling and he wants me to stop complaining. And now he wants me to give him the gift of acceptance. He spent a whole lot of years building me and strengthening me through this again. And my pastor's wife out in California when I was with her just kind of, whoom, was like, whoa. When she said it to me, she said, yeah, I, I just have to learn to accept this, meaning moving into a senior living. And I was like, whoa. That's what God wants from us, the gift of acceptance. It's my turn. So that's what he wants from us, the gift of acceptance. He wants me to stop grumbling and stop complaining about the illnesses and about the weaknesses and about the shortcomings that I perceive shortcomings, and about the handicaps, and about the troubles, and the tribulations, and the trials, and the tests, and the whatever that comes my way. He wants me to buck up. And be given the gift of acceptance. He wants me to have a spirit of acceptance and accept his sovereignty. 
accept my infirmities, accept my frailties, accept whatever he allows to come into my life. And then this morning, sorry, it's not in the slides because this was like fresh this morning from our devotion. We were reading from Job and, you know, we love this part of Job where, you know, Job's lost it all. Thankfully, I haven't lost it all. You know, because that's one of pastor's favorite scriptures to quote where they come in and before that servant could leave, boom, in comes another one. And before that one could leave, boom, in comes another one. And the Chaldeans and the boom, boom, boom. And I can't quote it like pastor, but pastor doesn't get to go on like I do either. But I mean, they just came and wiped out everything. Everything was gone. But then we like it. And then Job then, Job 1 20. And then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and he worshiped. We like that part, right? And he said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked I shall return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We like that part, right? Right? I do. Go on and read the last part. Because how many times have I been guilty through my mumbling and my complaining about my temptation or my tribulation or my illness or my circumstance? Have I been guilty of verse 22? In all this, Job sinned not, sinned, sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. And I had to pause this morning and repent and say, God, forgive Pam, forgive me for having sinned by complaining. And sinning foolishly for the times that I did not accept your sovereign will in my life. I'm just honest when I teach. So this morning, I resolve that in 2019... One of my goals is to give the gift of acceptance in a better way. In a better way. And to not sin against God and to charge God foolishly through whatever comes my way according to his will. That was like, whoa, verse 22. So the gift of the benefit of the doubt. Really fast here. This one, the, to doubt is to call into question the truth of lack confidence to distrust a person. Give the benefit, the gift of the benefit of the doubt. I have trouble with this one. I'm Norwegian. I have trouble with this one. Benefit, something that produces good or helpful results or effects that promotes well-being. The archaic meaning of this was an act of kindness. So there we go back to last week's gift. We're going to give the gift of kindness again by giving the benefit of the doubt. It's kind of hard in today's society, but just give them the benefit of the doubt. We don't have much time. We're running out. So all of our gifts come down to one gift. 
this Christmas season and on into next Christmas, because we're going to carry this over for the whole 2019, I'm going to challenge you to give these gifts all the way through till next Christmas. So keep your notes. Hopefully you didn't throw them away. To start gifting for next Christmas starting right on December 27th. Because that's what I do. I start stockpiling next year's Christmas gifts. I start knitting on December 27th for Christmas of 2019. That's why I'm usually prepared by July. So start gifting for next Christmas on December 27th. Start giving these gifts. But they all come down to one thing, the gift of love. Love, unselfish, loyal, benevolent concern for the good of another. Mark 12, 28 to 31, the first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, strength. That's the first commandment. The second is like unto it. Love thy neighbor as thyself. No matter what gift we give, if we do not love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and our neighbor as ourself, it means nothing. Everything that we do has to be motivated and has to be undergirded with Christian agape love. Greater love has no man than this, than that he is willing to lay down his life for his friend. Mother Teresa put it this way. It's not how much we give, but how much love we put into our giving. So give the gift of love all year long and enjoy your break. God bless you. Love y'all.